0: You are Locked On Magic, your daily podcast on the Orlando Magic, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
1: And you are indeed Locked On Magic. Today is July 8th, 2020. My name is Phil Rossman. I'm the expert and site editor over at orlandomagicdaily.com. Of course, follow me on Twitter at underscore omd On today's episode of Locked On Magic, the Orlando Magic enter the bubble, but not as a complete team. We'll talk about who's in, who's out for the moment, and what the Magic are doing as they're sitting around waiting and the opportunity ahead of them to have a second chance. We'll talk about all that coming up here in just a moment. But before we do any of that, I do want to remind you all you can check out all the great podcasts on the Locked On Podcast Search by searching gravity download podcast for Locked On and the team you're looking for. Just like there's a podcast for the Orlando Magic covering the team with excruciating detail, there's a podcast covering every single team in the NBA with the same level of care and detail that you can only find from a local expert who knows their team best. Want to check out what's going on with the other teams that have now entered the bubble or at least entered Tuesday. You can check out Locked On Jazz, Locked On Nuggets, Locked On Wizards, Locked On Nets. They're all there. Every team in the NBA is covered by a Locked On podcast uh, doing the same things we do here on Locked On Magic. Also, check out our great podcast covering the NFL, NHL, MLB, and colleges too. No matter who your team is or what you're looking for, there's a Locked On podcast where you just search for Locked On and the team you're looking for. The Locked On Podcast Network, it's your team Every day. Today's episode is also brought to you by RockAuto.com. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need at RockAuto.com. The Orlando Magic became the first team to enter the NBA's campus setting or the bubble uh, at Disney on Tuesday. They made the short drive over from, uh, it looked like they all met at the Amway Center um, where they were either dropped off or, or parked their cars for the next several weeks. Um, and drove over in a disney bus to the grand floridian hotel from there the team entered the, the league's entrance protocols you know they had a brief uh brief orientation they got tested and then they were immediately sent to their rooms for the next 48 hours we're probably about 24 25 26 hours in to that process uh as i'm recording this uh, on wednesday after wednesday morning from there they you know are kind of settling into their new digs and and, and getting the lay of the land, but not with a lot to do. I mean, there's obviously not a lot to do when you're in quarantine. And, of course, today they will be tested again. If both the tests from yesterday and the tests from today are negative, they will be cleared to leave their rooms, and training camp can begin on Thursday. Now, the Orlando Magic, uh, for the most part, are intact. You know, obviously, the Washington Wizards will be without Bradley Beal, who announced that he's going to miss the, the game's in the bubble or the resumed season because of a rotator cuff injury in his shoulder. Um, Spencer Dinwiddie uh, is still dealing with symptoms, and so he announced that he will not be making the trip to Orlando as well. Um, and so there are still some major absences, specifically among the Magic's chief competition. But the Orlando Magic did not enter the bubble unclean, so to speak. Jeff Weltman, in a press conference or at a media conference with, uh, with media, uh, on on Tuesday, which we'll play, hear from him in a, a little bit later, said that three players did not make the trip to Orlando. The first is al Farouk Aminu, who is still dealing with the torn meniscus. The team decided that uh, with where he is at in his recovery, he would be better served to stay at the Advent Health practice facility uh, rather than heading into the bubble. So just to, uh, just to be a little bit, they want to be a little bit more aggressive attacking that injury, or, or Farouk does at least. Um, and So he's at a point where he'd be benefit more staying out of the bubble. So he did not make the trip. Um, there was at least some thought that he wanted to play in the Olympics, which which would be going on at the end of the month. Um, but I think the I think this is the same for Jonathan Isaac, we'll talk about it in a bit too. Um, I, I think that the hiatus kind of put a, a pause on a lot of rehabs uh, for for a lot of players, uh, especially uh, with with the injuries the Magic were facing. Secondly, Markel Fultz did not make the trip into the bubble at this point either. Uh, Jeff Weltman said that Fultz had an excused absence uh, for a personal matter. He did not go into what that personal matter was. I don't think necessarily we should pry into it too much either. Um, but the NBA is aware of it. He is following all the te- all the league's protocols. And he is expected to make his trip into the campus setting uh, at some point in the future. It's not clear when that will be. But Weltman seemed to believe that it, it will happen relatively soon. Or seemed to believe that it will happen before games begin. Uh, and that Fultz is following all the protocols and all the directives the league has uh, and is taking care of the personal matter that, that he has in place. So, the Magic currently without Markel Fultz. The Magic are also without one additional player who tested positive for COVID-19 during the last round of testing that the NBA did last week. Um, Per the NBA policy, and, and this was agreed to with the NBPA as well, uh, the team is not releasing who that player is Um. I know people are sleuthing already, uh, and, and and I want to avoid that. I don't want to. I want to respect the privacy of of a person's medical information. Um, you know, not that there's shame in testing positive for this disease at this point, but um, but you know, it, it, it's not. It doesn't appear to be a major player. Um, you know, Nikola Vucevic, Aaron Gordon, DJ Augustine, Evan Fournier, Terrence Ross. Um, they all made the trip into the bubble. Um, you know, jo, you know, Mo Bamba was Mo Bamba was seen there. Ken Birch was seen there. Uh, Michael Carter Williams was seen in a video uh, loading onto the bus as well. So, you can do some process by process of elimination. Um, I'm going to urge not to do that. I I, I, I want to try and respect the privacy of of this time and of this disease, but. Uh, Weltman did say that it's very possible that that person could rejoin the bubble. I think that if there's a home court advantage, it's that it's that the Magic are so close that they can drive straight into the bubble uh, once they are given the the all clear by the league and by medical professional by the team's medical professionals. So the Magic are down those three players um, uh, at this juncture. Um you know again, Marco Foltz uh, should be rejoining the team shortly. Um the last note of course is Jonathan Isaac, who did go into the bubble with the team. However, it is Seemingly unlikely that he is going to play. Waltman said that Isaac is still only doing light work on the court, and the team decided, and Isaac decided that it would be more beneficial for him to be with the team. You know, kind of going through the playoff preparation, going through all that stuff, going through practices, working with coaches. There, um, it was more. It was more beneficial for his recovery to be with the team than to stay at home. Uh, and Isaac certainly wants to be with his with his teammates and, and support his teammates as well. That. Doesn't necessarily mean he's going to play. Um, you know, Whatman seemed very bullish that he was going to play at all. The, the plan is to prepare to play as if Isaac will not play. Um, and I think that's probably accurate and probably true. Uh, but Isaac is there. And, you know, if things happen, maybe maybe there's still that open door. But it's, it, it's not looking likely that Isaac will be able to play. So the Magic are in the bubble now. They are... You know, at their hotel room, they're still quarantining. You know, Terrence Ross has his podcast going. He's gonna gonna put gonna put post something apparently on Wednesday as well. Um, you know, you can follow these guys on Instagram. They're 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 giving tours of their rooms and obviously sharing some of their meals as well. Although that that caused a little bit of controversy, but hey, they're all they're all in quarantine, so that's that's kind of part of the deal. Um, and it's you know, obviously it, this is you know, I would say the, probably the most boring part of the process for. The players uh, and and the teams at this point because they literally cannot do anything at the moment. Um, but pretty soon we'll get some action and we'll get back to basketball. And I think everyone is is very very excited about that. And what's interesting about this is how we have to view the NBA season. What's what's interesting about this is how how this NBA season fits into a, a bigger picture. And I think that's really. Uh, what's going to be interesting and what, what's going to play out here in the next couple of weeks? Before we dive into that, though, the bigger picture is always taking care of your car. I mean, I, I had a car for 15 years. I took as good care of it as I can. I'm not a car person. The one time I tried to fix it myself, uh, turned out to be a little bit of a disaster. And you know, some of that was going into the car shop and, and not really knowing what I'm looking for, not really knowing if what what I was. What I was buying, what they were, what what they're selling me, was exactly what I needed. Well, you know that's not necessarily their fault. I'm I'm not going to blame the guy behind the counter for for any for anything. You know he's just doing his best, doing his job. But you never know if those dealers, if those those parts stores have exactly what you need. Well, if you go to RockAuto.com, you can get the exact part you need from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or daily driver. Get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. rockauto.com is a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. Go to rockauto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. The rockauto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. You can quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brands, specifications, and prices you prefer. Best of all, prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low. And the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Why spend up to twice as much for the same parts? Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Write Locked On in there. How Did You Hear About Us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need at rockauto.com.
0: This is Jake from Locked On.
1: tried to conceptualize the season and, and, and what we're going to see when the NBA resumes play or what the NBA was trying to do in, in resuming this season, at least from a schedule perspective, is they want to view this season as a continuation of the regular season. They, they wanted to at least, you know, in, in the schedule they created and the opponents they have everyone going up against, they wanted to feel... Like, it's the regular season being completed. This isn't a new start. This isn't, a, you know, a pause and a reset. This is a pause and a hit play in, in a certain extent. That, 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 to me, is the vibe that I got from the NBA and how they were trying to construct and build this season. They, they didn't want... They didn't want there, there to be... You know, they wanted to minimize the interruption, essentially. Of course... That might be what it looks like on paper, but increasingly as we've talked to players and coaches and heard people talk about what's going to happen when when they finally do play games, that vision is a fantasy. That is not what we're going to see. That is not what's going to happen. That is not the process we're going through here. What we are going to see instead is essentially a restart. There have been... Now four months, almost four months between the last time all these teams played and the resumption of the season as several players have said that there really is no going back and to a certain extent, it's almost pointless to think about the season that we had before that you know the magic at 30 and 35 playing their best basketball it's it's almost pointless to, analyze and break that down. Now, certainly we've tried, certainly I've tried to, to on the line tried to say, this is where we left the team. This is, you know, the potential that they'd shown. This is what the state of things as we left it. But that's not what we're going to see. Four months is essentially an off-season. We've essentially had an off-season worth of time off. And, and what's worse is, They couldn't even play basketball, not even pick up during that time. And so, there is a lot of work to do here before we even really get into seriously talking about basketball. About basketball at a high level. And there's obviously a lot of work to do in the training camp that's going to start on Thursday, hopefully, uh, to get players kind of back into game shape. And back into rhythm. And back into... Uh, the, the chemistry that they need to succeed at a high level. Yes, the, the favorite teams are still the favorite teams, and the Magic are still the eighth, seventh or eighth seed in the East. But you do sense an incredible opportunity. And for the Magic, obviously, their whole season's been building up to the playoffs. Their, their goal was to make the playoffs again. Their goal was to prove that last year wasn't a fluke. And like I would say tell people, like, regardless of how the season ends, I think they, they succeeded on that base-level goal. Again, that's not necessary for success. I'm not saying the season's successful by any means. But what I am saying is the season's not a failure for that, for that reason. What they're going to have, though, what they're going to have is essentially a second chance at training camp. And if you remember back in October and November, the Magic did not feel like they had a good training camp. We heard on here and throughout the summer about how the Magic were going to use continuity, that they were bringing back so many of the same players that they would have a leg up on everyone, that they would be able to hit the ground running. And frankly, that's a part of the season they failed at. Now, you know, there are injury concerns, and Steve Clifford always said throughout that entire time, each team and each season is different. You can't rely on that continuity uh, to, to boost you, and and he proved to be correct on that point. The dynamics have changed a little bit. You know, injuries threw them off a little bit. The Magic did not get off to the hot, hot start that we all felt like they should have gotten off to, and frankly, they needed to get off to if they were going to achieve their ultimate goal of advancing themselves a little bit in the Eastern Conference pecking order. And so, what's most interesting about this restarted season then is the Magic get a second chance at all of that. And that could be a point of growth.
2: No, I don't think anyone does. I don't think anyone in the NBA has ever been through anything like this. These guys have never been through this long period of not playing basketball. And so, um, you know, like that's where the attachment, the communication, the organization, um, you would think will matter. And the obvious, the, the, the conditioning and the work that players have put in individually, um, will matter, but this is completely unpredictable. I was thinking the other day that, you know, we, we kind of finished the season, um, you know, uh, uh, on a kind of strong regular season note last year. And we're faced with the challenge of carrying that forth into the season this year. And we stumbled out of the blocks a little bit. We've kind of lately kind of regained that, uh, I shouldn't say lately, but towards the end of the season, we had regained that traction and we're almost mirroring last season. But learning to carry that from the end of one season to the beginning of the next, maybe... Could be instructive for us, perhaps I don't know, um, when you look at it's been a long layoff kind of an off season type layoff, and now we're about to resume again. Uh, maybe we've maybe we've taken a little bit of that with us, but you know that's purely speculative, and really that's all you can do at this point is speculate because no one has been through this before
1: and truly. This is a completely unprecedented situation where you can't really rely on the past and, and what happened before. Steve Clifford has said this. Players have said this. But what we can do is look forward and, and try to find ways to make this a, a place for growth, a potential spot for this team to get better and improve. This is indeed a second chance to see if the team can go from an essential stop, uh, you know, an off season, so to speak, and carry over and bring forward the lessons they learned to hit the ground running and start playing better. Certainly the urgency with the schedule the Magic face with the Brooklyn Nets, the most important game of the year, up first in a very, very difficult schedule, considering that only the best teams in the league are remaining in the bubble. This is an opportunity for the Magic to show the growth that they struggled with at the beginning of the season. This whole experience of being in the bubble, then, is a second chance. It is an opportunity to be better, to do better than they did the first time around, to make up for some of the failures that they had at the beginning of the season. Indeed, this is an incredible opportunity in that front because these eight games, well, yes, they will be pressure packed. Yes, they will be, um, they will be very, very important. It's gonna mirror a season. You have your training camp, you have your preseason games. Those first couple games, you know, as important as they are for the Magic, the the Nets and the Kings, are going to feel like early season games where teams are feeling each other out and trying to get into their rhythm and get into their chemistry. Those next couple sets of games are going to feel like the regular season where you're kind of stuck in the monotony. And then those final games, maybe the final three games, which, you know, it's eight-game season, so the final half, is going to feel like a playoff push where teams are trying to be peaking, trying to do the right things to get themselves ready for the playoffs. And certainly for a team like the Magic, where every game is going to have importance, regardless of where the Nets and the Wizards are at, it's going to be vital that they make up for those mistakes, for those struggles that they had early on in the year. This is where, this is where you show the growth of becoming a winning team. This is where a team's character truly
2: comes out you know when you're facing unknown when you're facing obstacles when you're facing adversity and that's really a lot of what you face in this league character matters and you know you guys know what a good group we have and um i feel very comfortable that we have a resilient group that will come together when they need to and um you know i i I really Couldn't even begin to answer that question it's a great question because i don't know what it is that we're going to face you know i I know that we're going to have a few days of uh coach ramping us up slowly and making sure that our performance guys are um you know very closely monitoring the the activity and and the the, uh, workload of our players and obviously we're trying to accomplish a lot we're trying to establish rhythm we're trying to um hone skills and most importantly we're trying to avoid injury So it's a lot to do in a very short time. But, um, you know, as I said, preparation is everything. And and I think our guys have done a good job with that. Of course, you can't
1: talk to the GM of a team and not think a little bit about the long-term future. And that's really what this is about. Showing that this team has learned, perhaps, what it struggled to do at the beginning of the season and putting it into action. Getting the seventh seed. Advancing themselves as much as they can. But this is also about looking much further than that. And that's why these playoffs are still so vitally important. This is not just a second chance to restart the season and to make good on that. This is a second chance at the playoffs, which remains
0: so incredibly important. This is Jake from Locked On. Sometimes, you and I need that kind of support too. Think of State Farm like a pivotal team player. When you need help protecting the things that matter most, remember the jingle and just say, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there.
1: So the elephant in the room, obviously, throughout the course of this season has been the playoffs. For the first time in a very long time, nothing else seemed to matter. I've sat here and said that the goal for the Magic, the baseline goal, the only thing that really matters for this season is making the playoffs. You fail to make the playoffs, and that is still the case today. If you fail to make the playoffs, the season is a failure, bar none. That is is the lowest we will set the bar. Obviously, we expected and wanted the Magic to advance. We didn't want them to be stuck as the seventh seed. And, you know, I certainly wouldn't call this season a success either for that reason. But everything this Magic team has done from the first day of camp in October to today as they're, you know, waiting to get back into the into, into work and back into practice has been to get to the playoffs, to get to this moment, to get a second bite at that apple. And if they happen to do it against the Toronto Raptors, so be it even better. This has all been an effort to get back to that moment because, as exciting and thrilling as making the playoffs was two years or last year, as exciting and thrilling as that was, the Magic ultimately left that five game series disappointed. Disappointed on so many levels. Steve Clifford said after game five that he was disappointed that the team didn't compete better, that they weren't. Uh, more competitive in the series. You know, he, didn't, he knew beating Toronto would be tough, but blown out, blown out in Game 2. Losing Game 3. Lo- losing Game 4 in fairly blowout fashion. Losing Game 5 in blowout fashion. The Magic had their moment in Game 1, but the rest of that series was a wash. The Magic were clearly outclassed by, again, the eventual champion Toronto Raptors. Evan Fournier struggled especially, as one for eight three-point shooting performance at Game 3 likely cost the team that game. Nikola Vucevic struggled immensely, the consistency that made him an All-Star that year, giving way to questions about his fit and his future with the team. And to be sure, while I believe that Jeff Weltman and the Magic have to have their plans in place and have to understand all at this point already what this team needs to get better, the playoffs always have a way of changing narratives. The playoffs always have a way of shifting the focus or revealing things that you may not have otherwise known. And for the players... The playoffs are still the goal. And for the players, I imagine the belief and the the desire to be better than they were last year ultimately comes down to how they play in the most important games in the playoffs. And so for the Magic, everyone, at least publicly, has said they are eager and excited to play again. And for me, it's this reason. It's they want the redemption that comes from the playoffs. They want to redeem themselves at least a little bit from how they performed last year and to show that they have indeed made progress. And and the only way that they can show that, the only place that they can really show that is in the playoffs, whether it's against Serrano, whether it's against Boston, whether it's against Milwaukee. These, this is the stage they want to be on and this is where they want to play. I, I can tell you Players were disappointed they didn't get a win in Game 3 or 4 of the playoffs last year, and I'm sure they are disappointed they will not get that chance at Redemption to give the Magic their first home playoff win since 2011. I can guarantee that that is certainly on their minds, or would be if if they could play at home. But until then, the playoffs are all about improving, and even under these unique circumstances— Playoffs are still a valuable learning tool for Jeff Wetten, Waltman and his team.
2: I think it's huge. I mean, our guys were coming together, as I said earlier, coming together at the right part of the season. The season unexpectedly um, was was um, was was forced to a close, and now we resume. And so, we are. If if we do make the playoffs, it will be you know the second year in a row. And and I think that. If you ask our guys, they expected to be in the playoffs this year. And that mindset, I think, of expecting to win is important. And with that comes a service to your teammates, you know, a responsibility to each other. And that's the corner. When people talk about, like, turning the corner, that's the corner. You know, you start to feel that responsibility to your teammates because you don't want to be the guy – that, that becomes that, that weak link in the chain. And um, that's what winning does. You know, that's what winning does. So I feel that it's a very important thing for our young players to see. And I think it's an important thing for our veteran players to go through that they can model that for our young players. And um, obviously, you know, we come in with um, expectations of, of competing at a high level and, uh, you know, we'll see we'll see where things go. There's obviously opportunity, and every
1: chance you have to win is a go- good chance. And the thought seemingly around the league, certainly within the Magic, is that there's a belief that that there are more teams that can contend now than ever before because everyone's starting from scratch. Nobody knows the condition that anybody is in, and no one knows how quickly they'll be able to get into rhythm. Now, will being a contender reach all the way down to where the Magic are at? I'll be a little bullish on that front. I'm not going to say that much. But certainly, certainly... This is an opportunity to make good on so much. This is an opportunity to maybe make good on the potential that we all felt that they had at the beginning of the season and by getting a second chance at a training camp. This could be an opportunity to make good on the playoffs, to make good of a second opportunity in the playoffs, to have a series and an experience winning in the postseason when maybe if the season had continued on the way it had, there wouldn't be the same opportunity. Now, obviously, the Magic have to ramp themselves up methodically. They have to make sure that they're in good condition, that they're healthy, that they're, you know, pacing themselves because eight games in 16 days, in 17 days, is extremely difficult. The schedule is going to be unrelenting. And this process to even make the playoffs is going to be challenging. This is undoubtedly unprecedented circumstances and undoubtedly a unique challenge that hopefully no other season is going to experience. But you have to look at it with a positive mindset, which is what DJ Augustine has said, which is really what every player has said. You have to look at it as an opportunity. And this is very much a very real opportunity for the Magic to do something that they planned to do all along and to make more of it than perhaps they would have if this playoffs had happened in April. That's going to do it for me today, though. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked On Magic. Of course, find us on Twitter at Locked on Magic. Subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn, Himalaya, Google Play, Spotify, and all the fun places you download podcasts to your podcast-enabled listening device. You can find me on Twitter at Philip RR Underscore me. And, of course, for the latest on the Orlando Magic, be sure to check out orlandomagicdaily.com and follow us on Twitter there at omagicdaily. Also, be sure to check out the latest episode of Locked On Fantasy Basketball, where Josh Lloyd looks at commonly used advanced stats and what they mean and how they're formulated, and what, they, what kind of impact they have on your fantasy basketball team. Fantasy basketball will be starting up very, very shortly with Daily Fantasy again. Be sure to follow Locked On Fantasy Basketball for all the insights you need to make a buck in your fantasy leagues. But that's going to do it for me today. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked On Magic. For Orlando Magic, Daily and Locked On Magic, this has been Phil Prost Mike. Reich. We'll see you all again next time for another episode of Locked On Magic.
0: You are Locked On Magic. Your daily
1: Orlando magic podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network,
0: your team every day.